Inferno. Canto 7. Pape. Satan. Pape Satan. Alep. Thus Bluotis with his clocking voice began, and that benignant sage, who all things knew, said, to encourage me, let not thy fear harm thee, for any power that he may have shall not prevent thy going down this crag. Then he turned round unto that bloated lip, and said, Be silent, thou cursed wolf! Consume within thyself with thine own rage. Not causeless is this journey to the abyss, thus is it willed on high, where Michael wrought vengeance upon the proud adultery. Even as the sails inflated by the wind involved together fall when snaps the mast, so fell the cruel monster to the earth. Thus we descended into the fourth chasm, gaining still farther on the dolesome shore which all the woe of the universe in sacks. Justice of God, ah, who heaps up so many new toils and sufferings as I beheld, and why doth our transgression waste us so? As doth the billow thereupon Charybdis, that breaks itself on that which it encounters, so here the folk must dance their round layay. Here saw I people, more than elsewhere, many, on one side and the other, with great towels, rolling weights forward by main force of chest. They clashed together, and then at that point each one turned backward, rolling retrograde, crying, Why keepest? And, Why squanderest thou? Thus they returned along the lurid circle on either hand unto the opposite point, shouting their shameful meter evermore. Then each, when he arrived there, wheeled about through his half-circle to another just, and I, who had my heart pierced as it were, exclaimed, My master, now declare to me what people these are, and if all were clerks, these shaven crowns upon the left of us. And he to me, all of them were as quint and intellect in the first life, so much that there with measure they no spending made. Clearly enough their voices bark it forth, we know they reach the two points of the circle, where sunders them the opposite defect. Clerks those were who no hairy covering have on the head, and popes and cardinals, in whom doth avarice practice its excess. And I, my master, among such as these I ought forsooth to recognize some few, who were infected with these maladies. And he to me, Vain thought thou entertainest, the undiscerning life which made them sordid now malest them unto all discernment dim. Forever shall they come to these two buttings, these from the sepulchre shall rise again with the fist closed, and these with tresses shorn. Ill-giving and ill-keeping the fair world have done from them, and placed them in this scuffle, waiter it be, no words adorn I for it. Now canst thou, son, behold the transient farce of goods that are committed unto fortune, for which the human race each other buffet. For all the gold that is beneath the moon, or ever it has been, of these weary souls could never make a single one repose.
Master, I said to him, now tell me also what is this fortune which thou speakest of, that has the world's goods so within its clutches? And he to me, O creatures imbecile, what ignorance is this which doth beset you? Now will I have thee learn my judgment of her. He whose omniscience everything transcends the heavens created, and gave who should guide them, that every part to every part may shine. Distributing the light in equal measure, he in like manner to the mundane splendors ordained a general mini-stress and guide. That she might change at times the empty treasures from race to race, from one blood to another, beyond resistance of all human wisdom. Therefore one people triumphs, and another languishes, in pursuance of her judgment, which hidden is, as in the grass a serpent. Your knowledge has no counterstand against her. She makes provision, judges, and pursues her governance, as there's the other gods. Her permutations have not any truce. Necessity makes her precipitate, so often cometh who his turn obtains. And this is she who is so crucified even by those who ought to give her praise, giving her blame amiss, and bad repute. But she is blissful, and she hears it not, among the other primal creatures gladsome she turns her sphere, and blissful she rejoices. Let us descend now unto greater woe, already sinks each star that was ascending when I set out, and loitering is forbidden. We cross the circle to the other bank, near to a fount that boils, and pours itself along a gully that runs out of it. The water was more somber far than purse, and we, in company with the dusky waves, made entrance downward by a path uncouth. A marsh it makes, which has the name of Styx, this dressful brooklet, when it has descended down to the foot of the malign gray shores. And I, who stood intent upon beholding, saw people mud-besprint in that lagoon, all of them naked and with angry look. They smote each other not alone with hands, but with the head and with the breast and feet, tearing each other piecemeal with their teeth. Said the good master, Son, thou now beholdest the souls of those whom anger overcame, and likewise I would nave thee know for certain. Beneath the water people are hosai and make this water bubble at the surface, as the eye tells thee wheresoever it turns. Fixed in the mire, they say, we sullen were in the sweet air, which by the sun is gladdened, bearing within ourselves the sluggish reek. Now we are sullen in this sable mire. This hem do they keep gurgling in their throats, for with unbroken words they cannot say it. Thus we went circling round the filthy fenny great ark twixt the dry bank and the swamp, with eyes turned unto those who gorge the mire. Unto the foot of a tower we came at last, 